If you do any prospecting with LinkedIn, you have got to go get set up with Surf. That's S-U-R-F-E. It's a tool you can use to add new contacts to your CRM system directly from LinkedIn in seconds. I'm using it every single day. I add contacts, follow my deals, keep track of notes, and it ends up saving me a bunch of time on prospecting and outreach, which means I can spend more time moving my deals along. The data is always 100% accurate since I don't have to copy and paste all the fields over from each and every contact that I want to put in my CRM. Instead, Surf does that all automatically with just one click in about 60 seconds. The team over at Surf has put together a very special offer for fans of sales players. There's a link down in the show notes and you can use the promo code JWSURF5. Don't forget the E at the end of Surf. That's JWSURF5 for 5% off your first year. Don't spend another minute doing things manually. Go get set up with Surf. It's January, 2022. And I imagine most everyone out there listening is sort of staring at their annual quota, their number, and looking ahead to the rest of the year and realizing that they have to build a pretty good amount of pipeline. And that's gonna involve doing some prospecting activities likely writing up some emails, putting together, you know, your your strategy for your outbound phone calls and in-mails and video prospecting and everything else. So, I wanted to actually pass along a prospecting sequence or framework that I stumbled across a couple years back. And I've talked about this before on the show, but I'm a big fan of a book called The Sales Development Playbook. It's by a woman named Trish Bertuzzi, who is just a real veteran in the space. Honestly, I'm trying to get her to come on the show sometime because she's so great. She owns a company called The Bridge Group. They do a bunch of research on SaaS selling, uh, everything from like compensation to productivity to I think things like the average age of a seller in a specific role, all kinds of different data and insights. So she wrote the SaaS develop or sorry, the sales development playbook a while back. And I think it was probably like in 2016 or 2017, I picked it up for the first time. And don't let the title fool you. Even if you're an account executive or a director of sales and you're a contributor closing deals, just because uh, you're in that position doesn't mean that it's not worth your time to pick up the sales development playbook for a couple reasons. One, it's geared towards uh, the operational side of running a demand gen and a sales team sort of together. Trish has a lot of experience with that. So if you're wanting to sort of view the perspective of your manager, the VP of sales, the VP of demand gen, frankly, the CEO gets addressed in this book a lot. This will give you a big leg up on your peers because you're going to have a little bit more understanding about the sales operations side of a SaaS business. So a big chunk of the book talks about that. There's some things like how to hire. So if you're out interviewing for SaaS roles, go and read Trish's thoughts around what types of sellers you should hire and then try to sort of exude those qualities during your job interview. So there's some really cool hacks in here. And I mean, it's full of all kinds of good stuff. Everything from like cold call scripts to email templates. Her F style email is one of my favorite analogies. I'm going to do a whole separate episode on what it means to write an F style email. But honestly, it's just packed full of really cool data, some great ideas, some cool operational insights into the SaaS world. And after I read this, I remember feeling like I'd leveled up and added, you know, years, maybe not years, but like, I felt like I was at least a year ahead of my peers after I picked this book up and read it. So I can't speak highly enough about it. And again, the the title might feel like it's geared towards SDRs or BDRs, but even if you're in a selling role, you're going to find a lot of value in, in checking out the sales development playbook. 
So now that I've explained where I got this methodology from, and full credit goes to Trish for this, uh, I don't want to take any credit for this template. Let me walk you through her prospecting sequence or cadence. So that's the word is cadence I'm looking for, not sequence. Although a sequence would be if you were setting this up in something like Outreach or Sales Loft. So it's on page 165 of this book. And there's actually a little diagram. I took a picture of it on my phone and I'm going to try to upload that picture to the show notes. If that doesn't render, feel free to reach out to me, jesse at jessewoodbury.com and I'll share that screenshot with you. But basically it has like a table with a bunch of days, days one through 15. So this would be a 15 day sales cadence. And, on, and she breaks it out into three different, you know, what she calls multimedia activities. So that's calls, emails, and then what she calls a ghost call. And what that means is you call, but you don't leave a voicemail for the prospect. I would also, you know, if I were going, I'm sure Trish, if she were to rewrite this book today, there would be some other channels like LinkedIn uh, or other platforms, I should say, like LinkedIn or video prospecting using something like Vimeo. Uh, Maybe there would be sending some kind of mailer. That's a little harder to do right now during the pandemic, but you get the idea that, you know, if you're just limiting yourself to phone calls, emails, and, you know, phone calls without a voicemail, you're probably missing some opportunities to connect with your buyers on social media channels like LinkedIn or Twitter or sending them a video demo of your product or a video presentation of yourself showing them some slides or something. So consider those as part of this as well. But let me just sort of walk you through the cadence here. So she says day one, and again, you'd probably want to do this for numerous prospects, right? You wouldn't just do this for one person at each company in your account book. You'd probably want to go and find anywhere from five to 20 different prospects at each of the companies you're prospecting into, depending on how big those companies are and who your target buyer is and what departments you're targeting. But you know, you'd want to run a couple people through this whole cadence. And so day one is a phone call with a voicemail. That's the first step in the cadence is you're going to call this prospect on their phone number and leave them a voicemail. And she's got some great scripts that walk you through how to structure a voicemail that's engaging and unique and stands out from all the thousands of other voicemails that our buyers are getting every single day. Day two is actually a follow-up email. And again, she has some really cool templates for how to write a short, concise, but right to the point, cold prospecting email. So day three and day four have nothing underneath them. There's no activities on those days. And then day five, she has a ghost call, which again, is you call and you're hoping to get someone on the phone, but if you don't get them, don't leave a, uh, don't leave a voicemail. And then day six is the same thing. Uh, it's a you know phone call with a ghost next to it. And that again is just you're calling but not leaving a voicemail. Uh, day seven is uh, a call with a voicemail. Day eight, nothing. Day nine, a follow-up email. Day 10, nothing. Day 11, nothing. Day 12, a ghost call. Day 13, a call with a voicemail. And then day 14, nothing. Day 15 is a final email. And more than likely, that's gonna be like your breakup email. Uh, and there's a lot of really great templates out there if you're looking for ways to write a breakup email. One of my favorites that I've talked about before on the show is Chris Voss's from the book, uh, Never Split the Difference. The email goes something along the lines of, you know, have you given up on this project or have you moved on from this project as the subject line? Uh, another good one that I use is, did I lose you as the subject line with a question mark? And, you know, you don't even have to put anything in the body. Typically, uh, if you respond to sort of all the emails you've sent to this prospect with a, did I lose you? Or have you moved on from this project? You can more than, you can definitely improve your odds of getting a response with an honest answer, whether that's, yeah, we decided to go in another direction or 
no, I'm sorry. I got sidetracked with some other stuff. I'm ready to pick this conversation back up again. So that's your 15 days, uh, your 15 day cadence anyway. What I would recommend is maybe swapping some of these tactics out. So maybe, you know, one of these calls becomes like a video or a Vimeo call where you record yourself demoing your product. You record yourself going through a couple of slides. Maybe you record yourself sort of FaceTiming uh, and giving a like an elevator pitch of your product. Then you could also swap out maybe one of these emails and, and turn those into either a Twitter direct message, depending on your buyer category or a LinkedIn in-mail. And then there's all kinds of other tactics too. Like there's LinkedIn voice, I think. And, you know, honestly, some people are texting their prospects. I tend to do that once I've already built some semblance of a relationship. I don't necessarily recommend cold texting people. Uh, but you get the idea. There's more, you know, more mediums to, to reach your prospects today than there ever has been. And also if you're working with international prospects, you know, try channels like WhatsApp uh, or, you know, other social channels that might be more commonplace outside of the U.S. So I highly recommend those channels as well as ways to, you know, engage your, your prospects and your buyers. So that's it. Again, I'll upload a screenshot so you can kind of see what the table looks like. A very simple, short, 15 day sales cadence. And what I think you should, you know, what I, what I'm going to do with this, by the way, over the next couple of weeks, as I'm amping up my prospecting is I'm going to run, you know, a handful of prospects through this process. And then at the end of the 15 days, I'm going to have some data around who, who's opening my emails, who's, uh, you know, picked up the phone for me, who's responded to me. And I'll have more insight into where, you know, I'll have some more signals anyway, into who, might be interested in moving forward right now with, uh, you know, with, with our services, with our solution. So it'll give me some, some clarity and where I might need to focus. And that's how I think about prospecting is it's really kind of like detective work. You just have to figure out who in your book of business is most likely to move quickly and who do you need to, you know, it's, it's kind of a numbers game. It's finding that, that individual in your account book and your list that's ready to go today but also, you know, building some semblance of a relationship for the long term too, because you might also encounter people as you prospect that say, hey, thanks for reaching out, but this is more of a 2023 initiative. And in that case, you need to just kind of stay in touch, keep on top of that individual and set a clear expectation of how you're going to follow up. So that's prospecting. The final thing I'll add is that whenever I start to, you know, whenever I land in a new territory or in a new role, my uh, bias is towards the phone, because I think the, the phone serves a couple different purposes. One, cold calling prospects is going to give you a lot more confidence than cold emailing because you're sort of forcing a function there. You're, you're, you're putting yourself in a position where you have to, on the fly, talk about your value. Uh, the episode I did with Bilal Batrawi was a really good one because he's got this whole cold call mic drop framework. Highly recommend checking that out because that's less about, you know, hey, here's how we help accountants do X, Y, Z and more about, you know, using stats and facts on the front end of that call to sort of pique someone's interest and make it about their problems and not about your solutions, if that makes sense. And I'm probably butchering it. So I would definitely go right to the source and follow Bilal. Um, so try that out. I'm going to be downloading his mic drop framework for my cold calls that I have coming up. But I think you build a lot of confidence cold calling. It's a faster way to generate pipeline because think about it. If you start making calls tomorrow and you can get an executive on the phone tomorrow, you can probably book a meeting pretty quickly off of that and start a sales cycle from that. So it's the fastest way to start showing results. Your sales leadership is going to love it because if you're the top person on the, the call leaderboard, 
no one's going to doubt that you're not motivated to be successful and that you're not motivated to put numbers up. And then on top of all that, you're sort of putting yourself in a position where you're forced to give your elevator pitch, convey value over the phone and, you know, have real conversations with real buyers. So it's win, win, win. I always sort of default to lots of calls. So maybe if I were redoing this cadence that Trish Bertuzzi put together in this book, I would, you know, maybe add more calls into the mix uh, or, you know, try some different approaches to, to calling or video calling uh, or video messaging. Cause I think those are very powerful channels using your voice, you know, being able to have a two-way conversation over the phone or through zoom is incredibly powerful. So these are my thoughts. This is my plan for the coming weeks. I have a lot of prospecting to do. I've got some pretty aggressive goals for 2022 and I intend to achieve those and to do so I know is going to require a hell of a lot of prospecting. So for each of you out there listening, thanks for tuning in and best of luck with your pipeline generation.